Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, drill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I am Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson, and we are... Dude, it's our second episode second, of season two. I'm a goddamn And we class. haven't crashed it yet. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned something, it's probably... I mean... Well, who knows? Yeah, we're, we're trying some new stuff today. Some yes. fun new stuff today. So let's see how bumpy this gets. Before we go any further, what we're talking about today is 1970s... Not the 1970s. <laughs> We're ta- today we're talking about any, the any year that ends in a zero is hard to type. <laughs> We've decided movies are dumb. <laughs> we're <gonna laughs> we're talking about the decades. Dan Carlin doesn't know what he's doing, so we're going to take over for <laughs> right, him. Right, exactly. Um, all right, so today we are talking about Ted Post's uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, a film from the year 1970. So uh, we've got this. Uh, I was bummed when I saw that the screenplay didn't have uh, Mr. Twilight Zone himself on it. I know. I think that's some of where this movie loses its charm is it loses a touch of that t- t- Twilight of that, Zone but feel. It, yeah. So the screenplay is by Paul Den and Mort Abrahams. It is directed by Ted Post, and it stars James Franciscus, Kim Hunter, Linda Harrison, and. This is kind of interesting. Do you see the Roddy McDowell note? Yeah. This is this movie stars Roddy McDowell and David Watson in the same role. It's very strange. The archival footage of Cornelius at the beginning, like the previously on Planet of the yes, Apes. Yes, yes. Like during that section, that Cornelius is Roddy McDowell, obviously. But Roddy McDowell was working on another film when this film was shooting. So he, this is the only Planet of the Apes movie he's not in. He was in not the flashback, right? But yeah, the, he's in the flashback, but just as archived footage or, or flashback footage, the actual the Cornelius in this movie is played by David Watson, which I thought was weird, man. It is really well, that's weird. all right. I mean, they're under some they're they're not that recognizable, anyways, right? Due to the prosthetics, right? I didn't, and I had no idea until I looked I didn't it either. No. Nope. Um, yeah, and then uh, so yeah, this is so this is beneath the planet of the apes, nineteen seventy. Before we get into the film proper, we're gonna try something new. We're gonna mention the Patreon upfront. <laughs> uh, Carl's been talking to some of the listeners, and apparently the no one knows about the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll usually tag it at the end, and like if people make it all the way through the episode, thank you. Right. But a lot of people are like, all right, next they're done podcast. talking about the right, movie. Yeah, moving exactly. on. Right. So uh, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash Quill and Film. Q U I L L A N D F I L M. Carl and I actually just did a little light revamp of that mm-hmm. today. We streamlined the rewards tiers so some of the stuff that you can get shout outs on the show you can get access to posts and cool updates that we're doing but most importantly you can get patron only episodes and this is not like and we talked for like 20 minutes about full we do full length episodes there's about 40 some odd episodes i think well it was there were a decent amount until we got to christmas and then christmas just exploded all over the patreon oh my God. it's all the lethal weapons all the diehards all the exorcist movies and now there's a shitload of, of just yeah <laughs> so it's a bunch of fun over on the patreon oh. 
Yeah. So, uh, and you, more to come too, as far as like projects and things like that. So, right. So, and I, uh, at the end of today's episode, actually, you'll hear some some hints or a little uh, just the tip of some projects that <laughs> exactly. are on their way. We have some uh, some albums, uh, EPs mm-hmm. dropping this year, and then hopefully by the end of the year, a full length album will be dropping Hell on yeah. Patreon. So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/QuillandFilm and check out all of that goodness. Actually, very soon, um, you can go and check out season zero, our original. Is it eight episodes or yeah, ten eight, episodes? Seven or eight. Between seven and ten. Between seven and ten episodes. So you can go and get um, those for free. I'm going to put all of those up. There won't be pay gated. They'll just be on the homepage and That's you can cool. go and give it a listen. See the see the origins of the show. Hear the origins of the show. Right. So keeping with our season two theme, I have made what Carl and this? I. <laughs> at 10 a.m. I've made Carl and I. Uh, it smells milky. Drinks. And the rummy. Milk and rum are the two main ingredients. So, I'm gonna be so good t- nose, Carl. I'm so tooty during this podcast. <laughs> All right, today we're drinking, a, it's called a rum cow. It's another uh, cocktail from the 1930s. I don't understand the cow connection. Is it because milk? It's because milk. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's uh, dark. Uh, I used. Um, uh, I used Gosling's. You're supposed to use Myers, but whatever. I don't have Myers, so fuck you. So, uh, it's dark rum, milk. Uh, what else did I put in there? Sugar syrup, and then I and cre- no, not in this one. Oh, shit. and then I grated nutmeg on top of it. So cheers, cheers. sir, and so that we don't have the awkward silence moment, I'll let you take the first drink while I start talking about beneath the planet of the apes. All right. So oh, holy shit, Max! You're gonna want to put that in your is mouth. Is it really good? It's like eggnog, <laughs> only not shitty. It's like. <laughs> That's like a less shitty version of eggnog. That's delicious. I highly recommend anyone who likes tiki drinks download uh, Beach Bum Berry's Total Tiki app. It's all of the, his tiki books wrapped into one single app with constant updates. It's amazing. Uh, I might put cereal. <laughs> <That's really good>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with Beneath the Planet of the Apes, what did you think of? What did you think of starting the movie with, with the, the end of the last movie? That, that was a trope for a lot of movies that had sequels back in the day. They would tag sometimes up to like 10 minutes of previously on Planet of the Apes. Right, yeah. They did that a lot in a lot of movies, especially in the sci-fi genre where people were like, Maybe didn't needed to see get the last caught one. up a little bit, or it had been two years since the last one. And people were like I kind of rem- and that was this before VHS and all of that. There's no home video, right? So you would see it in the theater, and then the new Planet of the Apes. They might show it on television oh, or I something. I didn't think about that because Planet of the Apes would be two years previous to this, and mm-hmm. there would they would have no way there to have seen nothing, it again. Yeah, exactly. Unless they showed it on television or some some other format or had a re-release. But yeah, this was back when when if you missed the movie. You just missed the movie. Right. Or you had to wait two years and, and then watch the sequel. So they did that a lot. And I kind of dig it. It's it's very nostalgic and it's of the time. I liked it to too. To like show that the 10 minutes of... And it's cut slightly differently too. It is. And they changed some of the ADR as well. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> they did. So I was watching it and I felt like I was having the, a stroke. It, it's, well, especially at the end because he, he doesn't say the, the line that we loved so much was like, they did it. They finally did it. They cut the, they cut the blasphemy out. Yeah, that the, and the borderline the blasphemy. blasphemy. And the reason they cut that out is because our new hero ends up tagging that line back right. when they're in the and subway. And they didn't want they didn't, to double hit it in the same film. I think so. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's actually a good Oh my god, that's a good note, Carl. Cuz the people who saw the movie and remembered would be like, "Ah, that's an homage." Right. But the people who didn't they're kind of just recycling the line. Exactly. Um, and it's just different enough to if you had just seen the it's just different enough to where it's like a like a homage and not necessarily directly ripping it off. Right. 
So. I was I just realized one of my favorite movies does that though starts with a recap of the previous film Evil Dead 2 is like 40 the oh, first yeah. like half hour and is the first yeah, movie. Yeah, it's Bruce Campbell narrating it. Right. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, my hand went mad. <laughs> so what do you think of What do you think of our new hero Brent? Okay, so they they did find a not Charlton Heston to play new Charlton. Oh Heston. my god, dude, though his his dying skipper when he comes over with the oxygen mask. <laughs> Crushes it on his face. Well, and it was like, it's like this weird, like, deci- what I wrote down was, here, Skipper, breathe into this Pokeball. <laughs> no, seriously. It's no. ghastly. That'll get you fucked up. <laughs> it's ghastly. It literally, it literally ghastly. looks ghastly. Just inhale him. <laughs> He'll be fine. Quick, inhale this Pokemon. Oh, he died. Ah, oh, shit. shit. Shouldn't have had him breathe the Pokemon. He evolves out of the captain. <laughs> Oh god! Like an oh, alien god. chest burster. <laughs> what is what's after? Is what there something is? after Ghastly? Yes. Yeah, it's Spook Show. Spook. Spookity doop. Spookity doop. Spookity spookers. Yeah. What it is is a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Danielle um, is yelling at the podcast right now because she knows all the Pokemons. Oh, see, yeah, she's good with names. She seems to know everything. So you said Ghastly. I thought coughing. Uh, Which is the one that blows out all the oh. smoke. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Skipper, no, so Skipper dies. Skipper Dude, he a horrible had, death. He had a really there. That was like I was surprised by the feels when he's like, "If I could just see the sun." Yeah, it's like you can feel it. You can feel it. Oh it's up there. God. You can feel it. And I was like, oh, oh, just, "Blindness terrifies me." Yeah, and that might be why. But then no one's good at flying spaceships in the future. <laughs> no. Well, dude, they nuclear nuclear radioactivity. Yeah. Was it? Is the planet exploding that caused all the th- problems? What? Yeah, because it's a time thing that happened, anyways. So what? The the thing that they get caught up into the nuclear crap uh-huh. and all the the shock wave that pulls them in through a time vortex is the planet exploding. Oh fuck, Carl! Right. And so they they go. They end up getting sucked into this planet like, like w- just, just briefly before. before the explosion. Exactly. Wow, that's convoluted. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We're going to talk convoluted time streams oh, in three. It's but, shit. dude, that is... Re- I mean, that's actually really cool. I, I dig that. Like, the, the exploding planet and that background radiation from a planet being destroyed by the doomsday bomb spoilers for right. the escape from the planet of the apes. But the fact that Earth gets destroyed and all that energy creates the rift that sends them just, just previous before. to the... Ex- that's fucking cool. Like, I actually like that. before, yeah. I like that because... It that feels to me like throwback sci-fi. That does absolutely. That is very, this, there's a reason why the the navigational equipment got fucked up, and that is right. It's sort of meta too, because it's like the that has to happen in order for the other thing to happen. It's like the bootstrap oh, paradox. We're gonna like, talk about yeah, we're, dude. When we get hit three, we're gonna do our best to to pick that knit apart, and yeah. there's no way we're gonna no do way. it. It's just impossibly it's complex. Too much. It's too much. All right, so um. Dude, did you notice that uh, Zira's horse is not? No, not Zira. Nova's horse is saddled with the hide of an ape. I did not did notice. Did you pick that, that up? No, I when, noticed that there was no Charlton Heston on it. Is what I they, noticed. Uh, <laughs> well, when they leave the first time, 
uh, in the in the flashback footage, even we see that horse has nothing on it. It has no saddle. It has no. Oh, and anything. then they have the height when, of a. When Nova comes down the 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 ravine or whatever and runs into Brent. By the way, Brent's little moment after burying the fucking captain, Brent is what I fucking Brent. When Brent sits down and stabs that shovel in the ground, man. Good little moment of physical acting. I believed mm-hmm. like that was like physical despair. Yep, yeah, I would, I would agree. But when I no, don't mind Brent, I don't mind him either. I actually like him. Yeah, Brent's pretty cool. He does a battle, a battle, and better Charlton Heston than Charlton Heston does most of the they time. They have a Heston off. They when do. They, they fight, have a real Heston in off. <laughs> they literally it's Heston v Heston. It's just their teeth, and it's fighting. a cage match yeah. too. <laughs> just, just them, just yeah, uh, just teething at each rubbing other, rubbing each other with their teeth. teeth. <laughs> but dude, when she comes down the hill, there's an ape that it's totally saddled with it. an ape. Um, would it be fur? Ape fur? I would think hide? so. Hide? Yeah. So I'm get, I'm thinking Heston shot a gorilla and skinned it to Probably. make a saddle because he's like, well, they were like all up, all up and around the Forbidden Zone, so they had to eat something. Apes, dude. Yeah. Dude. Monkey meat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I've had it with all this chafing. I'm shooting that I'm fucking shooting monkey. I'm shooting that monkey. <laughs> Ooh, they're delicious. Nova just sits Tastes by in horror. Like bananas. <laughs> he slowly right. skins it. Oh my he's God. like, here, Nova, take a bite out of that. It's his dick. <laughs> I like, by the way, I like that. Um, because he's credited in the beginning, yes. Charlton Heston. And, and Charlton Heston as Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Charlton Heston as Taylor. And I was like, what? And then they sh- that's when they show the that opening m- montage. Right. Or, or the, trying to teach the flashback. To speak and- well, before that, I thought it was just going to be the flashback. Oh, yeah. Because so I'd seen I. this once before, and I was like, Heston's not in this. And then they do the flashbacks. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in just like some memories. But no, he's in the whole third act. And yep. I'm like, and he ends up. Well, we'll get it when we'll we get, get there. there, but dude, Heston is a big ass chunk of this movie. Yes, he is. But I, I totally forgot that he wasn't in any more than just the flashback. I'm like, well, that's our goodbye to Heston. Right when, when he falls we, through a fucking wall, when like, we run into him in the real world, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I had the same reaction. <laughs> He's back. I was, like, I was thrilled to see him too. So I like, I, I, I like, like Heston. Taylor. Where you been all my life? I know, brother. man. I've oh, come to really geez. love Taylor. Um, what did you do? Okay, so remember the first movie when they do the lightning in the sky? Yes. And we were blown away by it. The Forbidden Zone's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I shut up. I dug it. Um, well, the fire thing happened, and Danielle's like, what is happening? The, that was, so, well, what she the, said through most of this. The movie. world goes on fire. Yes. Then we get air lightning. Then we get imaginary earthquake yep. fissures where the earth splits into pieces. And then we get like... Mountains, not mountains. Imaginary mountains. Yes. Mo- yeah. And then... Oh my God. I dug it. Because what I, the way I saw it was... You know that this movie had half the budget of Planet of the Apes, right? Did you read that? Even mm. though it was a huge success... Uh, Tora, 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 and Hello Dolly had almost bankrupted the studio. Oh shit! So they were banking on this to try and make some money back, but they didn't have anything to throw at it. Fuck. So this had half of Planet of the Apes budget. So they gave it to a director who knew uh, um, uh, Ted Post knew his way around a low ass budget. Interesting. So I think that, and by the way, every, I found this out yesterday too. Every single one of the first five Planet of the Apes opened at number one in the of the box office I when it com- came out. I can see that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, These are, f- they're, f- uh, you know what? This is kind of weird. No, it, that's it. We'll have this discussion in three, but I, I keep remembering these movies as like fun, feel good romps. And they're the just dark as not. Fuck, dude. These are the <laughs> most downer movies yep. ever. They're so fucking bleak. And especially the third one, they usually don't get 
like crazy super dark until act three and then it's like it's almost like the screenwriters like oh shit we forgot we're writing a planet of the apes movie and everyone dies right or like now let's show oh Uh, we're starting to get too much faith in humanity we need to turn that on it's right like (laughs) oh we all suck they did a test screening and they're like these audiences are far too happy (laughs) (laughs) i actually see a young child laughing we We gotta have that which by the way this movie we're gonna uh, we'll talk about it rated g yeah. Yet another film rated G. All right, moving oh, forward. Here we go. Fucking crazy, man. Um, dude, I loved the Forbidden Zone because to me it felt I like I liked it, but it was like the it's a one my note is damn the for, Forbidden Zone is a bitch. And <laughs> yeah, the dude. hell is going on here? <laughs> like, it's like the fuck? It's like fire and you're like, "Holy shit, the yeah. air just caught on fire." And it all make once you once you learn what's happening once you get with to the, the end. Then it sort of makes sense. You're like, "Oh, that's Here's why, I, why here's why I liked it because this to me felt like our people responded positively to the one cool lightning effect yeah. and then the visual effects well, people were like and throw everything at it we're gonna do a bunch of effects kind of like George Lucas in the Star Wars prequels uh kind of but in this one charming rather than like uh, just a huge steaming shit on your childhood pretty much See? yeah yep. <laughs> so um f- yeah we do get Taylor and Nova. In flashback when which is funny because we're we're literally seeing into her mind because she's not relaying this information. No, she's not. We are in her head for those scenes, which is kind of like it's a little bit of wheel spin. But I really like Taylor and Nova's relationship in there in this movie because I like that. Yeah, because he's trying to to help teach her like her name, his name, how to speak. And he doesn't give up on. No, I love that. Like she is clearly not fucking getting it. Feeding her pieces of raw monkey meat. Yeah, he's like, he's like, if you can just say Nova, I'll, I'll give, give you, you his eyeball. Tastes like bread dough. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I mean, I want the eyeball, but I can't speak. But I can't. Ass. <laughs> the one note I have. I was kind of making fun of the movie a little bit because, you know, when he's trying to get her to talk. <laughs> uh, she has no idea what he's saying. So I'm like, <laughs> right, right. It'd be really funny. Is, Excuse me, is there someone else I could talk to? Like, <laughs> like if you're on the phone with customers, right, right, right. <laughs> and you're trying not to be trying weird, not to be. You're like, I'm sorry, I I'm literally sorry. can't understand. I can't you. understand you. <laughs> so. <laughs> You mean Taylor, or that's what Nova's? That's thinking? what Nova's. Thinking. Nova's like I. I don't. Could I still get nothing? She I'm sees not, another one of like those weird, those weird humans rolling by, eat, picking bugs out of his hair, and she's like, "Oh, come over here, please help." Thank me. God. Thank God. Someone I can <laughs> Someone relate I can to. Relate to. Do you? He, he's not saying words, no. right? He smells like liquor, and he's not really talking. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he's making a bunch of weird noises with his mouth, none of which I understand. <laughs> um. So this is something I noticed with this movie and the next movie together. They ramp up the political rhetoric of these films a bunch, very heavily. Yeah, well, there's a lot of the dialogue that we get. What do you think of the gorilla, the gorillas? The, with the first scene we see, I like it. I like the gorillas and their militaristic. Like I do too. He's being very. Uh, well, he's like a political leader, like a military political leader. One of the lines he says is, all humans are not evil just because they're skin. Oh, no, this is the... Another well, really quick, uh, hey, we'll Brent, Brent? Brent. Brent. Fucking Brent. Fucking Brent. Brent is like, listen, Nova, take me to Taylor. Ta- she brings him to the city so, of the apes. Yeah. And that's another I'm like, oh, great. Take him right... You. My favorite mm. part of that is like... Take him right okay. back. But I thought, too, that's what she's familiar with. That's where. Or what's the only other place she knows right. to go? Like it's, 
He told me to go back to the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Vizzini. (laughs) So she takes him back to the city of the apes, which is cool because it only exists to get us to the apes. Right. Because otherwise, like, he's got to wander around. So she takes him to the apes, to the planet, or to the city of apes. Ape City, it's called. (laughs) The city of the apes on the planet of the apes. It's so dumb because he literally says at the end of the movie, he's like, I escaped from Ape City. I'm like, Ape City. That's mm-hmm. that's what we went with. Right. It's Ape City. Well, it's, Gorillaville, baby. That's it's better. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> but Brent, so Brent's laying. He lays down, and Nova's like standing in a field, just like right in plain sight. Yeah. But this is when we we see him. We uh, Brent overhears basically like the beer hall pushed. Yeah. It's essentially like a huge. Um, it, it's the the what's his? Do we know the gorilla's name? He's just like the military leader. Yeah, it's like the military leader. I know so he's, a, he's their general. They keep calling him the general. Mm-hmm. So it's this gorilla. He's the general of the military, and he's rah rah rahing up the troops to go march into the forbidden zone because I think this is really interesting. Part of his red his rhetoric is fascinating because they don't know what lives there because the, uh, they've had uh, what is it twelve scouts go out yep. and disappear. Yeah, they do not come back. But one made it back. And that guy who came, or that gorilla who came back, was out of his mind. He'd gone mad from seeing like fo- you know bad special All the effects. Crazy, right? yeah. He was like, "It's it's almost like it's not." There's really so a- much B-roll out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Second unit, second unit. <laughs> so he gets back, and he's gone mad. But he he says basically like you know he's like I saw horrible things. I saw this crazy shit, and it seemed to have an intelligence. They they glean that there's some mm-hmm. life out there. Yes. But they don't know he this is amazing. His rhetoric is actually totally amazing because he he doesn't he even admits that he doesn't know what's out there. He's like all we know is that there's life in the forbidden zone. Yes. And if there's life, it must eat. And if we eating is going to eat our crops, we've got to replace our. Well, fields. no, they're they're about to experience famine, so he's going. They're going looking for food. Oh, it's that's... like a raid. They got to go get food. But he's basically saying what he ends up saying is he's like, there's there's life out there, and you know we don't know what it is, but we know it has to eat, and we need food. And I don't hate humans because, and that's that brilliant little turn mm-hmm. because he's. They don't know what the enemy is, so he gives them an enemy that they can identify with, even if that's not who lives out mm-hmm. there. It ends up being humans. Yeah, but. I says, he says all humans are not evil just because their skin is white. Then he immediately says the only good human is a dead the human. The only good human is a dead human. Yeah. Right. It's because, don't they talk about because he has no souls mm-hmm. or something? Because they don't have a soul. And also immediately after that, when he's talking about going uh, and raiding this other place to get their food, he says, well, Mark... We'll mark the land with our guns and our wheels and our flags upon it. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. His guns first, and then the wheels of their carriages, we, and then the flags. It's guns first. I thought dude, that was he, uh, super interesting, putting violence first above everything else. Right. We'll mark it with our guns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that will is explored in this movie and the next. I haven't watched the next one after that yet. I think it's Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Um I think it's Conquest and then Battle for Conquest and Battle. Yeah. So this, he's basically proposing genocide. Oh, absolutely. He's saying, like, let's go out and kill. And I think it's really interesting that they've broken down. <clears throat> they've used the the three subsets of apes. We have orangutans, chimpanzees, and gorillas to basically 
delineate mm-hmm. factions of human society. <laughs> They've got like the conservative, um, the uh, scientists, what chimpanzees, hawkish, warhawks. Yeah. So we've got yeah the uh, we've, yeah then then we have the the liberals who are like the the and it's not just liberals it's like intellectuals yes. hippies we we get straight up hippies in this yeah well the protesting and everything those it's, are that's all the, an amazing yeah. scene so the chimpanzees and actually uh the next one of the next lines is cornelius and and uh zero walking into their house and cornelius goes the problem with us intellectuals is that we have responsibility but no power isn't that dude? yeah there's a lot of good there's a lot of good writing in this there yeah. definitely is i kept right i rarely write down like Lines of yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That's my it's that's my, my wheelhouse. That, yeah, it's not my style, but I wrote down so many lines. Yeah, so many pieces of dialogue. I couldn't this. quite get the read on the on the orangutans. They're strange because they're, they're like statesmen. Religious? Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering. They have a bit of religion, well, because they are the keepers of the scrolls. You know, most of them. They read to me like politicians. Yeah, like they're trying to marry the two different things, like religion and politics. They're in a weird kind of. Not quite centrist, but that kind of feels how it is. Well, even the, in the first one, they talk about they, they're they're the keeper of science and religion. Right. Yeah. 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 Those two things. Well, um, uh, Doctor Zayas yeah. is he's the also he's the like head the of head of it. He's the head of <laughs> the, the church, church and, and also the science. like chief science yeah. officer of the. <laughs> what starship. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> But I've, That's I've, how Dianetics happens. Yeah, no, I, Dianetics happens on like a drunken dare. <laughs> That's true. Do you ever hear the story of how that, that giant Dianetics happens? This is kind of tangentially related. Um, so you're familiar with Harlan Ellison, mm-hmm. right? So Harlan Ellison was at a party hanging out with L. Ron Hubbard and a bunch of other science fiction writers. And they were sitting around bitching about how like, oh, we're writing all these great stories and everyone loves them and we get paid a penny a word. Right. And someone in the group... Goes, you know, the, if if we were any kind of smart at all, one of we'd start a religion. And L. Ron Hubbard goes, I could do that, and they all laughed at him. And he goes, No, I that's a good idea. And the next book he wrote was Dianetics. <laughs> that's amazing. literally the start of Scientology. So was just, drunk science fiction God, writers. Just, I'm, I'm reading a bunch of short stories by Philip K. Dick, and one of them was about, um, you know, precognition is a big thing with Philip K. Dick, like Minority Report, the precogs and everything. Yeah. Um, he had one where um, the the world is ending in the in the future, and the only way to save it is to go back and and grab one of the precogs from like the, the late twentieth century. And all science fiction writers are pre they're precog but don't know it. Uh huh. So they grab they grab one of the science fiction writers from like the nineteen seventies and bring him to the future to try and save everybody. Right. And he does. He does. He writes a story and it's how to save the world. Uh-huh. But then they fuck up somehow like sending him back in time. That sounds like Philip K. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's and then fine. Because we are stupid, we, we fuck fucked it up. up. Yeah. That's why I think that's why I f- I f- they almost feel like well no, it's just science fiction. Right. It feels like science fiction of this era. <laughs> There's a lot of social unrest in the in the zeitgeist yeah. of this time. I, well, it's right during and it's during Vietnam still. We're still in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of well. We'll talk about it in the next movie, but um, like Kent State is about to happen at this point. Oh, that's right. We're yeah. almost because Kent State is seventy one. The Kent State shootings yep. where the National Guard is shooting the peace the, the peace protesters yeah. at at the college campus. So like the. The fact that we have the gorillas portrayed as just like we will, you know, like what what makes the grass grow? Blood, mm-hmm. blood, blood. Right. And then we've got our weird like 
non-committal politician orangutans, which is so interesting because this movie's 1970 and watching it, everything still lands. It does. Which is Every- so depressing. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> but these like these goddamn monkeys, man. Nothing ever changes, dude. Like it really doesn't. Because you see the chimpanzees and you're like, oh look, it's the millennials. You know, like we don't want war, we just want peace and to hang out. Yep. But it's this all is, the same thing. It's all the young people ever want. You know, like in the 1960s through the 1970s, there's all these people who are like, why are we in Vietnam? And then there's all these other people who are like, because, damn it, they, we're not sure why, but, <laughs> right. but all we know we'll is... We'll come back to you on that one. Why the fuck are we... Why are we in... <laughs> is it, uh... This is really awkward. <laughs> damn it. It's the one question we couldn't <laughs> we answer. We couldn't answer, right? you know What, the purpose of the war? Um... <laughs> They'll never ask that. It's too, it's too obvious. So, so then Cornelius and... Zira find Brent and Nova in the house. Yeah, because that's the house that she knows. That would make sense. The why yeah, she would go she there. Yeah, she would go. Yeah, she's, play, she's going back to places she's been before. Kind of like maybe. And Taylor she knows that these two apes are. They, they didn't harm her. Right. They're like they safer, and they help them escape. So yeah. that she has a memory of that. So. Did you notice that they dialed Zeus back a little in this movie? They did. Um, he's he's more chill. They tried to. I think they tried to make him more likable. Honestly, because mm-hmm. his his discussion with Cornelius and oh, Zira, it's fairly. You can see him. He also is afraid of the gorillas and their warmongering. He's like, look, if we go out there. And it starts some sort of huge fucking genocide. You, it might be up to right. you, young people, to preserve our culture and save exactly. save the apes. I and can't. I feel like maybe what the the events that occurred in the first movie, he did change in some way, like dealing with Taylor and a human that could speak. And I kind of dig that because I mean he he Taylor let him go. He could have like killed him or whatever in the end of the first right, movie. Right. But I feel like he had some sort of not maybe some growth. In a way, he's not the well, same. He, Zayas I think it's it's kind of interesting. It's like that thing where you've there are the you know it's like that uh, Harry Potter and Voldemort are the only people coming to mind. But it's that thing where it's like when these two meet, only one of them will walk away. Right. And Zayas and Taylor, he's like Zayas has a great line when he's tied up and he goes, "I've been waiting for you to arrive my entire life mm-hmm. and dreaded it or whatever." Right. And you know, don't try to don't try to follow us. I'm pretty handy with this thing. And he's like, I don't doubt it. Right. You know, like, but the fact that Taylor doesn't kill him and then rolls off into the sunset or whatever, I think there is a moment where Zayas is like, okay, I still he still hates humans. We find yes. that out near the end, but but maybe there is a a sliver a of little doubt bit. or something. Right. Just you know? a hangnail. It's not a lot. Right, it's right. It's just, just enough to be like, barely there. What is that? That's I, annoying. I actually kind of like him in this. Mm-hmm. I like Zayas as a character in this. I, he, he's not the bad guy to root against the right. whole time. Because um, Zayas has a line, there is a time for truth, and then Zira says, and the time is always now. When they're talking yeah, about that's, the... Dude, that's an amazing... Again, like the, that hits so hard. So hard, in yeah. The, in the era of the term fake news, mm-hmm. where we're getting alternative facts, where we're getting... F- Fuck the flat earthers Where we're getting people Who are denying like Climate change and mm-hmm. stuff Yep Zira's lines are Almost all of Cornelius And Zira's lines Just speak directly to us Absolutely you know? Yes Like yes. you're just like Yes oh my god Yeah it's fucking 2019 You know <laughs> Presidency of the apes Let's do right. it Um 
but there's a great line that Zaius has where he says they're talking. She's like, "Well, what about the scrolls?" Blah blah blah. But Zaius ignores all the religious comments commentary and talks to, when he's talking to Cornelius and Zira. He says, "It's up to you to preserve the higher principles of science," and he leaves the scrolls completely off the table. Yep. He's like, "Look, we're about to. It's literally. Oh my god, dude. Oh shit. Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. We're not there yet." The we'll get there in a second, but we're literally going to see a an announcement of a holy war. Yes, and that is haunting. But we're about to walk into a holy war, and we have the the chief keeper of the faith or whatever. He's like, okay, look, fuck all that Bible shit. We're about to go to a war that might destroy our, all of us. Yes, it's up to you two to preserve the higher principles of science. Those are my favorite lines, mm-hmm. dude. I got chills when I heard it. I'm getting chills right now talking about it because that shows so his his level of intelligence too, and not just. I think he knows. He knows. So yeah, well, yeah, you know? I think so too. Oh, because we passed he the holy fucking full ape bodysuits, man. Like the costumes and the shit. Yeah, it looks good, man. Get it in you. Get that cream all Dude, in you. That is an amazing Isn't cocktail. Isn't that fucking great? That it's drink is so good. Killer Carl. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want right. to lick the glass. I was gonna, but I was you were talking and I didn't want to throw you off too mm. hard. Um, no, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so in the in the bath in the bathroom scene, not bathroom scene, in the in the sauna. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Holy full fucking ape suits. I know, dude. dude. It's it, the, the I was stuff just we blown loved. away. I'm like, <laughs> they've got full. Well, I mean, you can see the zipper in the back. Whatever, it's like who cares? Yeah, they got like fucking great. The fact that they did that too, like the 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 ape sauna was super cool. Yeah, like watching watching the steam room scene. I'm like, look at that. They're even doing. They're even aping that. Yeah, you know. Oh my god. Um, I so. I have a note here, and I, I think I think this actually changes as the movie goes on because this is fairly early in the movie that this note happened. I feel like this cl- this movie kind of maintains the feel that classic sci fi feel of Planet of the Apes, but it it doesn't have this movie misses is missing some of the charm. Yes, it is. And I, what do you think that is? Is it where I I th- I don't know. It's. It's strange, and we'll get to it even more in three. Well, in the honestly, even in the third act of this, because it, this movie has some pacing problems mm-hmm. near the middle. It definitely then, has a, a serious slowdown in the middle. Like that when as soon as, as soon as, as, soon as Brent, they get in the subway, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I mean, it pumps the brakes for sure. Hard. Oh my god, there's and they're really bad at running away. I I, just, I feel like there isn't. <laughs> They literally get on the horse and then the horse gets shot. It's like two minutes, two seconds later. Right. Yeah. Like they, they're so shitty at running yeah, well, away. He's like, I'm getting out of here. Da, 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 da. Bam. <laughs> Not getting out of here. Like, and every single time that they escape, they're running for like two minutes before. So that gets really obnoxious and painful to like, oh, God damn it. Just like, ugh. Right. That's frustrating to me. Well, when, when your hero is, is pretty much. Shitty at being a hero I thought that I couldn't I I watched this movie before But the first time I saw it I fell asleep So I forgot about A lot of the end of it Yeah me too So I I don't think I ever made it To the end of this movie Until this time Okay so the end There's shit in the end That Act three, I think, is, is the strongest part of the whole movie. The very once once they meet up with the psychic humans, yes. I agree. But yes. dude, like, dude, the gorillas practicing for war on humans. When I was watching, that, did you see the stuntman had yeah. a horse roll okay. on top okay. of him? Okay, okay, so my note is, uh, 
Brent, you're not very good at escaping. Uh, stunt folk just rolling off. Stunt folk just rolling off of horses all day. Fuck medicine balls. Monkeys are using medicine rocks. Yeah, like, that was crazy. Marked for target practice. I have that I mean, note too. Marked for target practice, fuck, dude. They're, they just turn humans loose and shoot them as they try. Yeah, and but escape. you have like every stunt person in the world flying off of horses in this. So many horse stunts. Well, a lot of it is like. It's a human on a horse and then a gorilla tackles him off. It's yes. a human on a horse and they hit him with a net and it drags him off. Yes. It's a human on a horse and then they drag the horse and the human down. There's the moment that I is is when they're on that riverbank and they pull the guy down and he hits and then the horse, the horse on, like mm. g- like legs straight up in the air like a dead bug. The horse full on rolls over the dude and I'm like he's dead. That yep, guy that's a died. dead man. But he gets up and you're like Stuntmen are incredible. That horse just rolled over his yep. ass, and he's alive still. Well, he's feeling it the next day, but that's some shit. And again, it's not like they're in full fucking battle armor or anything. These are all—they're wearing loincloths and shit, doing all this yeah. work. Oh my god! Speaking of awesome baller stunts, that carriage cage fight was, that was awesome. And there's no score. No. It's all just them. It's just playing. the cage <laughs> carriage thing. So basically, Brent and Nova get caught. After being like given Me, everything they need to escape, a horse, it, new clothing, medicine, food. Don't talk. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. given instructions. Instructions. So they get thrown into one of those cool medieval uh, cages on wheels that is a, like a carriage type deal, and they're being taken off for target practice. But Zira's unlocked the cage, so Brent climb barefoot. This mm-hmm. stuntman climbs out onto like a cage. Climbs up and then has like a five minute fight with a dude in an ape on a moving cage on a moving carriage. And that's the important thing to remember too. the The other stunt person in the monkey outfit is in full fucking prosthetic. Like he's got a mask on. He's got a yep mask. To do all of that when you're you can you and let's be honest, man. And those masks, those are 1970s. Like your his field of vision must have been like a pinhole. Right. You can see like. A quarter inch out of one eye And mm-hmm. then the left eye The mask moved a little And you're yep, blind exactly All I can see is monkey <laughs> You're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> It smells like the Halloween store in here And <laughs> right. I'm sweating up a fucking storm Oh Jesus Oh and shit And honestly the other guy's like Shit I just broke two toes yeah. On this cage And I gotta keep fighting Cause they're rolling film And film is expensive And this movie's budget is in half Right that was a very impressive set piece. That fight, there's a did you see, there's a moment where the stuntman like falls off the fucker, catches himself, runs barefoot in the dirt and rocks next to the carriage and gets his gets ass back, back up, up, up there, yep. dude. It was awesome. Yep, I love that scene. And that I was love very that there's fun. No, that, that they had the the sense not to have any score under it either. Right. It's just the sound of the carriage going and their grunts and and their. Uh, their exertion of of fighting each other on the on the cage, I loved it. Yeah, the, letting us li- live in it. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. Um, did you? So you do you realize where we are in the movie at this point? Act one is pretty light, dude. Yeah. Like not a whole lot happens. There's a, one of the things I noticed while I was watching is they top load this movie with action set pieces. Right. There's. Gorillas training for war There's the first escape Where they're on the horse The horse gets shot And then they're running around Then there's the second escape With the cage The cage The carriage cage Then he They get on two more horses 
Then there's a third chase. Yes. Like they top load the movie with chase scenes. Yeah, there's four like back to back to back. All they, the, I think what they wanted to do was get to the psychic humans, but knew that that wouldn't sustain. Enough, right, for you had a to have feature. Yeah, so you have they to have something else going on. Right. ahead of that. Otherwise, the, the beginning just, almost doesn't read like sci-fi. It reads like an adventure story. It is. Yep. This is the the escape from yeah. Ape City. Right. It, yeah. It could be. You could if you broke it into two Harry Potter style, it would be like Escape from Ape City, and then. What the fuck are we what watching? Are would be Act Three. Huh? <laughs> it's crazy. What dude. are they singing? The what? What song that, is this? When we get to uh, that, whole oh, Carl. I mean, full on. I know, heart full emoji, dude. dude. Oh my god. Bravo. They okay. We'll okay, get we'll get there. there. So we're actually about to hit my least favorite part of the movie. Subway. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they find the crack in the in the mountain and get down in there, it's really fucking boring for well, about they, twenty minutes. There's a weird. They like, even take it. They even take a nap. Yeah, they like literally the, the do. The movie slows down so much that they, ah, I was going to have them sleep for a well, minute. Well, they, they, they loose the horses from the cages yep. and get on, and they're like, and we're like, whew, all right, where are we going now? But as they're escaping, there happens to be, I don't like this. I no, think this I is very weak. There happens to be a regiment of gorillas in the trees nearby. That was fucking stupid as shit. Right? I'm like, why is there a gorilla there? And what thank, is he doing? Thank you. And why is there a whole fucking camp of... I they're hated that all there. shit. Yeah, because they're like, we're we're going for target practice, and they get on the horses, and they, uh, Brent and uh, Nova get yeah. on the horses after he's killed this gorilla, and they leave the carriage. Fuck it, and they're okay. We're we're traveling light. We're on the run. We're gonna be fine. And there just happens to be a yeah. full regiment of gorillas standing like twenty feet away, and they're like, yeah. hey, they're getting away. Yeah, I fucking hated that. I didn't like it either. No. So then the those gorillas go and we get a. Another our, chase our fourth chase yeah. scene <laughs> Exactly And they chase them Into the forbidden zone But they don't realize They're in the forbidden zone Right And Brent and Zira Like climb down some rocks All I could think The whole time Was I'm like Oh god barefoot Oh god barefoot Seriously Because oh, he god. was tromping around And barefoot the, the whole time Like fuck John McClane He's in a building With like clean floors All these this Planet of the Apes like, movies yeah. Make Die Hard seem like So weak It's like Jesus John <laughs> You should walk around Outside with bare feet Like you're in a fucking clean Yeah oh, Never been used Office building Before like Oh Got your little feet all boo dirty. <laughs> Get a glass of your feet. Oh, you poor dude. <laughs> that guy's walking on rattlesnakes no, right seriously. now. <laughs> it's just crazy. Fucking sack up, John. God damn it. So Brent and Zira, they climb down into that little crack, and then they're looking around, and Brent finds a telephone. Oh, the telephone's okay. The subway set. I liked the reveal. So what? The we're, set is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The set design is awesome. I call this the it's like the bigger on the inside reveal for Doctor Who when like a new companion comes in and like you have to have that moment of real light like the like oh, oh shit, my the god, it's is bigger. Massive. It's bigger on the inside, and I uh-huh. like that they have that moment for it's at the very end of the first one when he realizes he's on Earth, but we have in the middle of this movie for Brent where he has that holy shit. I'm right. on Earth and it's the future. And I like that it was a telephone, but he he's fucking I don't know something about his performance it, in that moment is a, is weird. The te- uh, the telephone rang true to me. The Queensboro Plaza was where his performance. Okay, because he, he yeah, sees the telephone and he's like, oh, hold on, hold on, and then he turns and he sees the tile Queensboro Plaza. He's like, you know what this subway needs is an oversized poster of Atlantic City. Ah, perfect, you've got one. Like <laughs> there just happened to be one down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, some of the yeah, I mean, we have to get him. We don't have a whole movie. We've got, yeah, we've got to get him caught up. Taylor had a whole movie to realize it was right. Earth, but we got to get Brent like on the same yeah, page. Yeah, we got to get him caught now. up. Yeah. So when he, but that Queensboro Plaza thing, he puts his hands on the tile and he goes like, squeaker, 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 and I'm like, 
it's not dusty. It's not what dusty. Are you what doing? are you doing? Yeah. You're just moving your hands on tile. And then he like, Ugh. it's a performance thing. He's trying to, yeah, he's it, giving it. He's trying to get, he's giving it, yeah. giving it. Yeah. And I just, I just don't, uh, what'd you think of, okay. The line though, dude, the line that his delivery, did I, they finally do it? He goes, my God, did we finally do it? Did we finally really do it? Yeah. But no, him, Okay, as an actor, it's so different from from Charlton Heston's he take. He knows on it. Heston's read, mm-hmm. and the line is also slightly different. Right, it's you and we. Right, I believe or, it's, or it's, did it's, they? They, they, they. Fi- they finally. No, and I, th- you. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's exactly the same. I have it right here. He goes, "We find here's here's Heston's line. Mm-hmm. We finally really did it. You maniacs, you blew it up. God damn you. God damn you all to hell." But that first bit, "We finally oh, we really found- did it." So it is exactly the it same. Okay. He goes, "Did we finally okay. really do it?" Gotcha. But I love that he hits it twice too. My God, did we finally do it? Did we finally really do it? I loved his read because. It's for me. This is a Heath Ledger Joker moment. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger knows Jack Nicholson's Joker. He reels it in. Well, no, he goes a whole fucking other way. Like Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson's Joker was, this town needs an enema. That type right. of thing, right? And then when Heath Ledger comes along, it's you want to know how I got these scars. It's that it's that right. thing, right? Where he's like, it's it's that almost like that thing where someone does something so fucking iconic and then <laughs> drops the mic. And they're like, no one else can ever touch and that. And they're like, hey, that's a, that's a live mic down there. Dunk. Exactly. And you pick it up. It's it's dude. This is literal. What's his, what's the guy's name? I got to get this actor's name because it's great. James Franciscus. Mm-hmm. This is James Franciscus's hold my beer moment. Right. Where they're like, it's like I see you, Heston. Well, he's yeah, for sure, because he's re- he's reading the script and he's like, oh wait, you guys really want me to to tackle that line again? I'm sure it hadn't become that iconic, but he everyone knows that yeah. that is the line of oh, the yeah. movie. So he's like, you really want me to do that again? And they're like, I mean, if you think you can. And he goes, all right, all right. Just slams the rest of his beer, crushes the can on his head. <laughs> and these are back in the day when cans were made of real aluminum steel. Yes, so, I steel, mean, <laughs> steel cans. But dude, the fact that he, the fact that he dials it down, that he doesn't right. go big with it, that he keeps, it's wonder. You can see like disbelief mm-hmm. in his eyes, but there's no rage and there's no real sorrow. It's just that like utter moment of shock where it's like, holy, holy shit. shit, we blew mm-hmm. up the world. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's such a great line. Where dude. there was with Heston, there was anger, right, in it, and with with him, it was more sadness and disbelief of, holy fuck, we fucking actually did it. Oh my god, Jesus Carl Christ! I just realized how fucking slow this movie's about to turn into. I thought we were near the end. Look how fu- how much more we have to I know. go. This movie has pacing problems. Yes, it does. This is bad, dude. I thought we were like 15 minutes to being out, but no. No, no, no. There's so much more Holy movie left. Holy shit. Yeah. I just watched this yesterday. <laughs> dude, it's the same thing that we did when we watched Black Caesar, where you just erase the, that 30-minute yeah, chunk absolutely. of bullshit. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with going with the big moments, because there's some shit. I mean, let me... Yo, so they, right, they're though, in Queensborough Station. I love the discovery of being on Earth. We already talked about that. Mm. Um... Well, I mean, okay, the next thing that we see is the Holy War blessing. Yeah, the Holy War blessing and while while our heroes are taking a nap. They're sitting. They're doing nothing. That Nova is asleep. That, yeah, no, I'm yeah, I was serious when I said like th- this movie slows down so much that our heroes take a nap. They literally do. Yeah. 
that no yeah because doesn't he he like wait yeah. he doesn't he, he's not he's, asleep but he's sitting next well, to her, and then like, he's picking with it picking at his arm wound which is fully healed after a day like well because of whatever zero put the on the magic potion he's like yeah. ow fuck what is that and she's like you wouldn't understand if i explained mm-hmm. it to you ugly human or whatever right but i mean that's that's a problem when your heroes have a moment to take a nap yeah the uh there's a thing that blake snyder talks about in save the cat book i'm just currently finishing up it's called he's he says no slow danger right it's like he said it was the problem with um with uh the that one volcano movie with pierce brosnan the whole plot dante's peak dante's peak he's like the whole movie is basically pierce brosnan going like it's gonna blow it's gonna blow and then everyone's like okay (laughs) right so what all right and then it, it's and like, then the last third of the movie is volcano. It's happening, like uh, right? yeah, but the whole movie is like, in, uh, it's he calls it the he's he, uh, Blake Snyder calls it snails with AK forty sevens. Fucking gr- oh my god, that's a perfect where it's yeah. like come where, on guys yeah where the danger is encroaching upon your heroes so slowly so slowly that which it could, works in something like. The Friday the Thirteenth movies, where your hero was, but he's always there and always even, killing things. Though. Yeah, but he's always. But that's why he's not slow. Is he's always killing something. Right, There's exactly. always action. Right. If, if the danger is always just like it's if there like, were no deaths until like, like the last ten one, minutes of Friday the Thirteenth, because the killer is coming. There's that one. There's a funny set piece in one of those movies. Oh my god! It's in Kung Pao. Enter the fist. <laughs> it's when he's running in the field for and he's like, <laughs> "I'm coming!" And then they cut back, and she's like. Help me! And they cut back, and he's further away. And he's like, "It's kind of like coming. the Monty Python scene where he's charging the castle." Right, and yeah. he just never doesn't bum, seem to get any closer. Bum, bum, bum. Right, exactly. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, which is a, is hilarious, yes. but also isn't what I want in a movie where I'm supposed no. to be like tense. That works in in Kung Pao, and it works in Monty, Monty Python. Python. It doesn't work when you're in an action movie. No, fuck no. Like, the fact that Brent's like, Ugh, hey, time to- Nova, you, uh, no, just keep sleeping. I'm gonna take a walk. I'll be back. Right. I gotta think. There are move. there are action-adventure movies when the, when, when moments like this work, you just watched Romancing the Stone. Yeah, but the the slow b- bit you're talking about is when they're in the in the plane and they're cooking right marijuana. But there's conversation happening and it's fun and entertaining. Right, that device is called the Pope in the Pool. I'm learning right. so much oh about my fucking God. screenplays, Carl. Um, but anyway, so but they're not doing. Yeah, they're not doing here. this movie. He's picking at his shoulder they, wound and she's they, sleeping. Here's what they needed to do. He needs to go. We we finally really do it, and then we hear, "Hey, there's a hole over here," and it's a gorilla, and right. they're like, "Fuck!" And then they run. Then they run, right? And then they hear the noise, and they follow the noise, and the noise scares the gorillas off for a second, right? Or something, something. Because we literally do not need what happens next. Here's what happens next. Oh, yeah. What happens next is Brent. Wa- okay, Brent is. The bit you're talking about where Nova's sleeping and he's walking around, he's like kicking stones and looking at the walls. And he, here's why we have them linger so that Brent can have another moment of existential wonder where he goes, uh, he goes, well, why am I talking to you? Or you and you can't even talk. Uh, did any good ever come from all that talk around all those tables? And I'm like, now no, you're just hitting me over the head with it. Yep. Now you're beating me over the head. That I don't like I. You I, are, I, I sighed too, quite loudly. Heavy-handed. Yeah. Give if you give me that stuff in small doses, packed around a plot that's constantly moving forward, mm-hmm. I'll go with. I'm sympathetic to that idea, even. 
But hearing it, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I the don't fact care. that he's saying it to nobody and he's saying it to himself makes it not work. He's Shakespearing hard yeah. right here. Yeah. He's just like, oh, if uh. it was said, if it was said with some sort of emotion to another person, hold that line and have him say it to Taylor when they get. In the that's cell what together. I was just thinking. Have him like another, none of our work, none of our talk, none of it ever mattered. Right, that dude. G- not a quiet moment while fucking Nova sleeping. Give him. Give him a mo- yeah. Give him and Taylor like w- a moment to talk because these are two humans who have both come to terms with the fact that humanity destroyed yes. itself. Give them two minutes. Give I'll them, take three yeah, minutes. Give them a moment to 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 chat about before shit. they're awesome. Before they're awesome. Fight. Fuck it's so great. <laughs> fights killer. But we. Uh, I want to before we get too deep into this. I want to talk about that fucking holy war blessing, dude. Okay. Because we, we uh, remember in the okay in the first movie we see their little like ape chapel. Mm-hmm. We see and we've seen what their priests yeah just like. briefly right because it's in the middle of of Taylor Heston trying to escape. escape yeah Taylor escaping so there's an ape there's that orangutan there and he's like in like the miter he's got the he's in his like priest robes and he's up there and he goes he's just up there. This holy war that our brave guerrilla soldiers are taking, guerrilla soldiers, Mm -hmm. are taking, undertaking in your name and in the name of your prophet, our lawgiver. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. We are, in 2019, we are very familiar with this particular speech. speech. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Fuck, man. It's that it's to, it's utterly timely. Um, I so I wrote, I have a note here. It's and sad I said, that it's timeless. It like, is. It's time. It it's it's time immemorial. We have been fighting holy wars in a weird way. I was thinking about this as I was watching this movie, and I don't know if this is too. If I'm, I, I don't think I am. But what I'm thinking is, like, it's this is a situation in in the real world in 2019 where it's like they're fighting for Allah and we're fighting for I wrote down American Jesus right but like honestly in a I don't think you can make the argument that <laughs> I call it the Budweiser Jesus but Budweiser Jesus <laughs> but I mean I, I don't think you can make the argument that um, that America is not also fighting a holy war because mm-hmm. it's like the fact that they keep bringing up like well they're muslim and they're they b- believe in allah and oh we don't want sharia law so it's like okay so if we're f- if we're fighting against their religion or where i'm assuming we're fighting against it with our religion that's that's a fair assumption right like man i don't know it just it religion versus religion man that's such a stupid it is dude and i was thinking like how many soldiers out there you know have the cross on right or have the bible in their rucksack uh, when out. I was in the Navy, I wore my cross every day. I'm not a religious person. Fight for God and country, dude. Right. That's yeah. a term. Yeah. Like, the, and when you watch it in Planet of the Apes, you're like, sh- your your knee jerk is you're like, oh fuck, Jesus, these gorillas suck. I hate these monkeys. And then you're, then you see what they're showing you, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is really it's a real brain and gut check moment. This is a very effective moment of like. Uh, um, what the hell? It, 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 this is a very good allegory. This is them yeah. showing us. I mean, and it's like that through the glass darkly thing, you know, because it's just because it's apes doesn't mean it's not relevant. Right. Exactly. Um, I really do. So I wrote down. Uh, da, 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 da. I have no idea what this note means, but it's right between what we were just talking about and what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It's beep, beep, boop, zing, doop. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Hmm. 
but I'm gonna cross that one off. It's good, <laughs> good you wrote that down. Was there a computer noise that happened? No, Prob- probably. maybe. Beep, beep, boop, sing, boop. Um, oh, I remember what it is. What is it? That's how the psychic people talk. Oh, with the beeps. <laughs> That's coming in a second. Sorry, no, I, I, I was wrong. I my my Kent oh. State note is here. Okay. I don't know exactly when this film came out in 1970, mm-hmm. but Kent State is May 4th, 1970. Okay. Now, when the gorillas march out, I feel like this would have been a summer release. So Kent State is just previous to I'm this. I'm looking it up, dude. Dude, please, please do. This is important. And meanwhile, I'll set it up. The gorillas are marching out with Zeus with them, the orangutan. And we see the chim- those. That's this is when the chimpanzees, the the youth, the chimpanzee youth are marching in a circle. We want peace, no more war. Peace, save the humans. We want peace. That sort of shit. We're seeing protests, and there's this is the only time in any of the three movies we've watched so far that we have hand cam. They switch to a shoulder rig. Whoa. When did this movie? May twenty sixth, nineteen seventy. So this movie came out the same month that right. Kent State happened. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I, I was wondering, that would have been filmed prior to, but I was wondering if this was in, like an homage or a nod to that. I don't think it is. I mean, they would have had to film that and cut it. Because when, the, yeah, that that'd be way too quick way a turnaround. Too quick, yeah. But dude, this is in the how air weird right is that? Here, that man, yeah. Because what, this is the only time, like I said, in the first three movies that we have a shoulder rig. We they do shaky cam. Mm-hmm. Because the gorillas come in and they start grabbing the students and dragging them to the ground. And, and the, the gorilla cameras... pulls his gun out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Zayas is like, we don't want any martyrs. The gorilla was ready to just shoot. He was going to shoot all of the protesters. All of the protesters, which is exactly three weeks later what happened. that happens. Three or weeks no, three previously. Pre- previous to. Dude, that. Shit, dude. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah, that, I mean, I've got all the. Ugh, God damn it. That's kind of wild, Carl. You? So, but that the that weird shaky cam thing, that, that was my first thought, was like, it, part of it's because in 2019, we've seen like cell phone footage oh, of school yeah, yeah. shootings and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh shit, or like, or from Occupy, mm-hmm. when you see that here come the riot police shooting protesters in the head with tear gas canisters and killing them and shit, and it's all that shaky cam look. So seeing we've this. We've seen that in the real world. Yeah that, yeah, that is the footage that we get now, and to show me that in 1970, this is a movie well ahead of its mm-hmm. time, but also completely of its time. That's one thing that, that Danielle and I kept saying through watching all three of these movies now is how ahead of their time a lot of it was. Mm-hmm. You know, how it, much they're saying... With I, with fucking apes, like it's yeah. insane. These, these writer, the writers of these movies, like they wear they wear their beliefs mm-hmm. on their sleeve. This, I had a feeling over and over again watching this movie in particular, not so much Escape, but um, this one. Mm. It felt it feels a lot to me like one of the better episodes of Star Trek: The Original Series that yeah. Gene Roddenberry, because they're trying to say a lot of political things in Star Trek. Star Trek that this is always huge. Happens, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a show that's ahead of his time. But th- there was a lot of that here where the first one, f- the first movie to me felt a lot like an episode of Twilight Zone and for good reason. Right. <laughs> this one felt a lot like a, an episode of Star Trek, the original series. And yeah. I think that, I mean, it's all in the same time period too. I mean, Star Trek was in the late sixties. Yeah. And- it's that, it's that late sixties sci-fi feel. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, I, and I, I like that the minds of sci, that the minds in sci-fi, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode, but you know the people who are reading sci-fi are the the innovators. The exactly, who they're change. the precogs. Yeah, <laughs> the precogs. Exactly. Um, 
So I think we might have a nominee for outstanding drinking in a motion picture. I was thinking the same. Well, that's an escape too. When fucking Brent drinks standing water in a pool, and you're like, "What is this like, dude doing? Don't do that." Even Bill Pullman was like, "Hey, uh, that's not. You can't just clear the surface." Bill Pullman comes in, slaps, <laughs> slaps the water him. out of his hands. He's like, "Are you out of your fucking what mind? What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I mean, I got some poison you could drink, but that is, he just clears Here, the drink surface. Here, shot of poison if right. you're thirsty, but don't, right. he like wipes the like black just mold spray. off the surface of the water and then wipes it yep. on his loincloth and he's like, it's this like, is yeah, probably fine. This is probably good. <laughs> <laughs> his like oh almost power puking it back into the his thing. I was like, and it, what did you think it, was going to happen? And for a hot second, I thought the water made him go brain crazy, and that's why he was going to drown Nova. <laughs> Trying to Nova kill Nova. <laughs> this water's horrible. Drown and maybe a sick, twisted fuck. Like, <laughs> well, well, the water. Drink like, it till you puke. I like, like. The, I like the fountain thing. That, that was, was cool. Where it's like, oh, I better get some fountain. And he's like, he drinks like two drinks of it, and he's like, this is fine. Come on over, Nova. Yeah. Nova starts drinking it, and then he's like, I hmm. feel weird. I'm gonna do murder. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Sorry, like we built up your trust through this whole. That's so, really awkward. Between oh my us god! Now. Yeah, if they, if the filmmakers just been like, you know what? At this point in the film, Brent is a psychopath. Yeah, and now we reveal it. We reveal so that he's, he's gonna, actually killed his captain, and so like we he, do flashbacks. He crashed to him. The, yeah, the exactly. Starcraft. He sabotaged it while they were sleeping. I'm gonna crash on this fucking planet. <laughs> Want us all to die together. <laughs> I saw a of the future. So we see him breathing. Like we, oh my god, we don't actually see the captain die. So maybe after he gives him the pokeball, he, <laughs> <laughs> he just takes the shovel and cuts he his head cuts off. Cuts his head off. <laughs> smothers him with his butthole. Just. The, the gorillas come down and we see Brent just skinning Nova. Oh my god! <laughs> You're like, holy shit. This is a lot worse than we had uh, considered. Um, I'm out. <laughs> Half the apes are just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. no, no, Back no, home, no, no. this ain't worth it. No, no, no. It's not worth it, guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my God, look at what he's doing. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, he's not even going to cook it? Okay. I'm oh. really thirsty, though. Hey, maybe we'll drink some of the standing water. <laughs> as long as you clear the, the surface right. scum. Right, you move the, the water underneath you move it. the surface scum doesn't out. doesn't have any bacteria. And you, get, you can't go so deep that you're, like, touching the dead bodies of things that are rotting there's in like the a, bottom of the pool. A sweet spot it's, it's, right in the middle. Right. It's like a tiramisu. It's yeah. You only mm-hmm. eat the middle layer of the just, tiramisu. Just the pink ice cream of the Napoleon. Correct. Yeah. Not the rotting fish at the bottom. Nope. Not the weird scum and spiders nope. on the top. That middle spot. S- hit the strawberry. Fresh. Hit the you strawberry. You don't even need a life straw. Just put nope. your face in it, mm-hmm. like fucking idiot. Oh my god. When I watched Brent, I was like. What are you doing, dude? I loved it. <laughs> I, I totally loved it, man. <laughs> I think Daniel's like, he's going for that water, isn't he? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Just clear the surface. It's fine. He's Well, he's a spaceman. Maybe he's got his quinine tablets. He probably does. <laughs> he actually, his Still. mouth is a life straw. They've... Right, it's the future yeah. of 1973, hmm. or whenever the hell this movie... No. No, he's just stupid, doesn't know how to not drink water. Uh, I understand being thirsty, though. Seriously, there's a lot of movies that address that. Like, people know that there's, like, poison in a pond, and, like, I don't fucking care. I know it's going to kill me, but I have to drink this. Yeah. Uh, So the next... Now that we've gotten through our... I was going to say, like, our our non-political set pieces, but 
there really aren't any more that aren't that, political that aren't for political? the rest of the movie. Welcome, welcome, new humans. Dude. Holy shit. Opens the... Ch- well, he's... He, okay, he tries to murder Nova because we find... I thought it was the water at first. But That's what I is, thought. It's, it's the, the psychic, psychic energy. Or the, energy. Yeah. It's the psychic guy. We They can kind of control lesser minds. They have to be... Inte- I like this beat. That, or no, they have to be intelligent enough to be able to control their mind, like the the person they're trying to control, their brain has to be intelligent enough for them to get in and take control over. It's an, yeah, you have to be smart enough to be deceived. Exactly, it's kind of interesting. Which is kind of cool. Um, so the next note is he opens that. We find out it's a chapel door, but he opens this big heavy door so that he doesn't because he doesn't trust himself around Nova anymore. He's like, I just tried to fucking kill this yep, girl. I'm out. Sorry, I'm gonna go through these doors now. And then he turns around and sees a dude praying to an atomic bomb. Yeah, dude. I we are here Carl dude Dude, I realized that I said this earlier in this episode that when Ooh. I was a kid every time I, I fall asleep watching this movie because it slows down I don't I've never seen the end of this yeah I've spun this movie a ton yeah but it's I never, like a, I've never it's like a fa- it was like a favorite nap movie you know what I mean right, like, right. <laughs> you're like as soon as they get to the subway uh, we'll we all nice take a nap together all going cozy me and the heroes <laughs> just go to bed and you wake up and it's the menu on the DVD but right yeah, that was fucking Jude. I felt all kinds of weird. I had so many weird feelings. It's like, incredible. Yeah. The end of this movie is incredible. The alpha and the omega on the on the wing of the of the bomb itself. Mm-hmm. Like it looks just like a giant bullet. Like the whole right. fucking with, thing is like made with a uranium casing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The case, for some reason the casing is important important. Right. It's like anytime you're in a movie and you're like Oh, they're shooting at us, and they're like, "Don't worry, it's just bullets." And they go, "But it's depleted uranium shells," and like, everyone's oh, like, shit. "Oh fuck, <laughs> run!" Depleted uranium shells. I'm like, and "You just have to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow." Right. Oh, I'm just well, like, so. I I'm not sure. I don't I don't think I know what depleted uranium <laughs> bullets are. Are they that? Are they're they like very, super bad? They're real dangerous, mm-hmm. huh? They make you go all could. Caboodly. You know, you know those cop killer bullets from uh, Lethal oh, Weapon Three. Not or the cop killers, yeah. Carl. Oh shit! Yeah, they've got a red tip on them That's and right. everything. The intro when we played cop killer on that episode. Oh my, oh my god. god, it was so fucking great. <laughs> um, dude, worshiping the atom bomb. Yeah, it's and. I, I, because I'd never seen the end of the movie. I vaguely remembered waking, because I fell asleep. Bird watched the whole thing the first time we watched mm-hmm. it. I fell asleep and I woke up during the scene she, where she's. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, they're worshiping the bomb, and I was like, that's fucking nuts. That's weird. But I didn't see that second church scene with all the hymns and the faces. Let's hold off on it for a second, yeah. but. The the church of the bomb is such an amazing idea. We get the entire hymn. Yeah, they sing the whole fucker. It's amazing, Carl. So happy this the is whole great. Time. Yeah. This is um like okay. I have problems with this movie. The, yes. The beginning is kind okay. of the beginning's fluff. Yep. Because it's all action sequences and chase sequences to get it's us. Because to they hear. had to get they had to have a movie that was an hour and thirty five minutes. It does kind of feel that way. Right. Um. So we do escape from Ape City. Then we pump the brakes and nothing happens for like ten minutes. It gets a little mm-hmm. tedious. But once that once the bomb warship starts. I'm back in. I feel like once Brent opens the doors into the cathedral, yeah, like we are. Just, I'm on because board it, for the entire rest of the movie because movie. it becomes like high concept sci-fi. Yes, again. I'm yes, now. It does. It's they're showing me like ideas I'd never thought mm-hmm. of. They're showing me an interesting world, and I'm I become like committed again. I'm totally in at this point. I love this part. This part of the movie, um, the the black and white council visions when they're like dragging him along, and the council's seeing. 
seeing. Oh him. yeah, they put it like they put it up on like the big screen. Yeah, yeah. in their minds, in their but, brains. But they're watching him approach, and there's something really interesting. It's a bunch of chill. We see children playing. And the children are playing Ring Around, Ring around the, the Rosie, Rosie <laughs> which is a, if you know anything about Ring Around the Rosie, it's one of the darkest children's games well, ever. Yeah, it's, it's all a, about the black the death yeah. and dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have the pocket full of posies is so that you don't stink. It's so the bo- yeah, your body doesn't smell when you die. And actually the, the Ring Around the Rosie, you'd get a red blotch with a ring around it was the ear- one of the early, early signs. signs of the plague. Yeah. Pocket full of posy. Ashes, ashes from the burning bodies. Mm-hmm. We all fall down. Everyone dies. Yeah, which takes on a whole new. The fact that they're still playing that ancient game, children's game today, is such a. Is that fucking it's weird? Chilling. Yeah, it's I know. Like Every time I hear that, moment. I'm like, Ooh. I just love because so much of human culture from the 1970s, which is when the movie was made, didn't survive to this future society. But Ring Around the Rosie did. Right. The, that weird cult of genocide, that massive step, that Almost that little bit of our lizard brain that knows about worst, mass extinction. Worst, yeah, the worst pandemic that, yeah. That, that survived. The fucking mass extinction of humanity as a children's game survived. <laughs> what a great little beat in yes. a sci- sci-fi movie. I thought that was killer. Um, once he gets in the council, like, and he's in front of all the zip zap boop beep bop beep people. Beep. The one-sided dialogue is awesome. Yeah. Dude, great writing. Because he's not like... He's not saying back what they're saying to him. Right. He's just... Oh, you want me to know the thing? Let me answer. No, he, we're just getting his side of it. So that guy named Taylor, yes, I know him. Right. I, the, the fact that they are able to just write his side of the dialogue, and yet you know exactly what all of yeah. those people thought talked to him. Because we don't get the like... I can hear you, like, you know, mouth's not moving, but like, yes, Brent, this is None me of that. in your you brain. Get... It's just, whoop, and then he responds. Yep. Zip, and then he responds. I love that. It's great. And I love that each of them, you could have just been like futuristic mutant one, futuristic mutant two. They're all like their own character. Yeah. They're still individuality. Yeah, it's not I that like weird that. uniformity that we see sometimes in sci-fi where it's like, we are a peaceful people and right? we all just look like You got the kind of person. the chubby one. You got the one with glasses. You've got, there's a black one. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> that guy's got glasses. That's a woman. That guy's black. He yep. looks like a dick. Right. <laughs> like, no, exactly. You just not. The, yeah. The, and actually the black guy is the asshole of them too. He's the torturer. Right. He's the worst of them, which I'm watching and I was like, Ugh. he couldn't have made the like the guy with glasses right. be the, the torturer Seriously, or something. Right. He looks like there's you have a guy who literally looks like a Nazi. Make right. him be Make the torturer. Him the bad dude. Yeah, right. So you have a you have a, a woman, a Nazi, and a black guy standing in a row and the producers are like, Yeah, the black guy is probably the worst of those three. Right. He's like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, ooh, okay. okay. Well, okay. Nineteen seventy was a pretty great time, but we still had some, right, still have some problems. Couple of couple of kinks in the hose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um Dude, so the, the the weird mind torture stuff was cool. Yeah. I dug the um, uh, Franciscus's performance there. Brent's performance in the mind yeah. where he's like, well, thank you. The like writhing and because it's not over. It's like, oh, just get out of my brain. Yeah. It's like, I buy that he's in pain. I buy that they're in his brain. That's one of the hardest fucking things to do. Pain I, acting. Well, someone inside your brain. Mm-hmm. I still remember 
like some auditions that you go to, they never leave you because you're terrified <laughs> of them. When I was in high school, my dad was directing a Dracula for the high school. And oh. so one of the things that we had to do for our audition was just to go up on stage. And one person was going to to pretend like they were con- taking control of your brain. Mm-hmm. And then you had to act as if someone was taking control of your brain. What, no other direction than that. Right. You know, no dialogue, no anything. Like, just show me. And I, it was the worst audition that I've ever had. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, how do you fucking work that? Like, the, someone's in your brain and it all turns into this weird, stupid, like... Oh, get out of my brain! You know what I mean? It's like just horrible. But then when you so every t- anytime Any I see someone that's doing that, I'm like, oh God bless you. If they and especially if they, got, do it well. and they do it well, the only and I'm just like slow clap for days because I'm like the, never cast me in anything dude, that is required. The only lead uh, I ever landed was um, because of a in the audition they picked. Basically, they picked two scenes. It was like, can you do the basic dialogue and have chemistry with the actors? And mm-hmm. then the second one was a panic attack, like someone who's on meds having like a severe crippling panic attack. And that was hor- that was terrifying. Yeah. Because how do you not just immediately go like, oh, no, oh. I'm just. A- right. <laughs> right. And. I apparently in the audition, like, cause I, I'm, I have anxiety. So I was just like, Hey, I know oh, this is like Tuesday. Hey, I'm like, Perfect. I know what this is like. <laughs> yeah. So I just basically like aped a panic attack, yeah. but like went for it. I'm like, okay. Like severe panic you can attack. Give, you can, when you have anxiety, you can give yourself a panic attack. By yeah. Faking so one. I did, I was watching and we were all, <laughs> just, I mean, we, were, you know. <laughs> we were all sitting around watching the auditions and I was watching a lot of people be like, get, uh, get me my pills. I just, and I'm like, you guys are not going nearly far enough. Right. <laughs> so I, I got up there, man. First thing I did was I was just I'm like, I'm like rubbing my temples and shit. And then I, I like, I just, it's a female actress is the person mm-hmm. you're working across from her. I grabbed her face and I screamed like full on. I'm like, give me my fucking pills. Holy and shit. then I hit the deck. I went down. Yeah. And no one else had done that. And I'm like on the ground, just like, you're sob- like I'm almost hold puking. It together, guys. <laughs> and then the director was like. Well, that was very interesting. Okay. And then I got the call back right. the next day and they're like, you got the lead. And then I had to do that in the show like seven times Jesus. a week for a month. <laughs> That's rough too. It was really hard. But um, yeah, you're right, dude. There's certain things that are really hard to act. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like, okay, now someone's in your brain and you're like, well, I'm... And this is the thing. It's six different someones. Oh. It's not... And there's a different reaction for each one in his brain. What did you think of the uh, of the the awesome? I thought it was excellent editing. Where it's like, and he's like, please, just one at a time. Right, I can't. It's too much. And but the, also, it was like the overwhelming beeps and zip zips and whatever. And all the cut, cut and cut, also cut, cut, really cut, cut, quick cut. cuts. Yeah. I thought it was an. Uh, I thought that that was probably. The, I started feeling a little bit like whoo. Oh, this is too much. It's too much. And I, then the one finally speaks. I thought it was probably the best visual representation of that particular type of madness that we could have got. Yep. I thought it was the perfect Absolutely. choice. Um, when he starts talking about the bomb, dude, they, they have a line. That the bomb is a holy weapon of peace. He, the bomb is a holy weapon of peace. I have it too. Holy shit, dude! The hypocrisy, the fucking hypocrisy of these of the these like future humans is incredible. Yeah. Where he's like. We are we are peace a peaceful people. We don't kill our enemies. We make our enemies kill each other. And you're like, wait, but how do you do that logic, man? Mm-hmm. Um, 
actually because yeah, if they're not doing the heavy lifting, ha- it's not on they them, drag, right? They drag um they drag Nova in, and he's like, "Oh, you fucking monsters! Don't hurt her." Well, he doesn't say we you won't fucking hurt her. monsters. You will. <laughs> yeah, he goes. We never harm anyone, Mister Brent. You're going to harm her, dude. Yeah. These humans are. I wrote my note is the humans in this film are way more monstrous than the apes. Yes, way worse. Because at least the apes are doing the violence themselves. They're not. Yeah, forcing another person. To this is act. this is almost like this is almost a warning to in a weird way i almost think that this is a warning to the intellectuals because mm-hmm. they're the intellectuals are like well i'm a oh, pacifist i, I would, I would a... never i would never but you know there is always need for some conflict in humanity so it's like look if you guys aren't careful eventually you'll you will think yourself into what you think is this unassailable position look how fucked up that it looks mm-hmm. like so what i wrote down is the, the um the humans uh the psychic humans mm-hmm. so the psychics dispassion at suffering Using uh, they're they're like we use visual deterrence. We they call them deterrence, right? Where they're like they'll show you something just brain scarringly horif- horrifying, or the sonic deterrent. I wrote down: we are humane, we are just, and it, dude, it literally is like that. Well, you know, my contribution to society was I invented tear gas, and now no one ever need right, die again. Or like rubber bullets. Rubber, and, yeah, yeah. I, I invented rubber bullets, and it's like, well, yeah, she lost an eye. Well, she could have lost her life. Right. I'm a saint. You, what are you it's fucking permanent talking brain about? damage for the rest of their lives? Yeah, dude. There's there's something about it's still violence. There's something about <laughs> people people like saying like, well, we used non lethal. That doesn't mean shit, dude. It's still suffering. It's still pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we didn't kill them. Well, you fucking maimed all of them. Right, yeah. None of them have legs or arms anymore. Yeah, that's no better at all. They can't see. Like, <laughs> they're, them standing around being like, wow, we are so benevolent. And Brent's on the ground, like, and good. writhing right. and screaming and choking Nova. And they're just like, isn't it great that humans are so good now? Yeah, it's, fuck it's, that dude, shit. This movie, this movie is, like I said, the end of this movie is excellent. Yeah, I fucking love it. But it's so disgusting, too. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. Are you ready for the moment that blew my fucking mind? Because I okay. Planet of the Apes has got some heavy shit in it. And then we always we were joking the whole episode like it's rated G. You're talking about the visage of the, the ape the, god with oh, his eyes bleeding and oh, the fucking I mean how about the field how about the field, field of the monkeys upside down crucified upside down? Danielle shit her pants literally, <laughs> oh I think. Oh my god, dude. I'm sitting here watching this movie and like some of the torturey shit, I'm like, and the like, bomb, that's yeah. pretty heavy. I'm like, I don't know. If oh, this some old monkeys upside down, they're dying. Dude, there's like <laughs> it's almost you remember when we watched The Exorcist at the beginning? It's Golgoth or whatever. Was it like, the, yeah. Do you remember when we watched The Exorcist at the beginning? Mm-hmm. And they have that massive field of thousands yes. of people crucified upside yep. down. This movie did it first. They did it first. And they got it rated G, bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they kicked your ass, Exorcist the beginning. It's because they're monkeys. It's their apes upside down. Oh my down. God. Dude, the, the well, worst Well, we got part, humans upside down in the first one. They weren't crucified. I but. know, I know. And like I said, like the first movie shouldn't have been G either. No, Like no. PG-13 by today's standards. But like, dude, those apes were, okay, there's a field of apes crucified upside down in fire. And you're like, I'm watching it and I'm like, holy, oh. it's really, you're like, dude, our, your reaction was my reaction. It's, you're shocked. Yeah. You're utterly sitting stunned and your pants are filling with blood. Yep. And you're like, <laughs> oh. what the fuck? I just shit blood out of myself because yes. this is so terrifying. 
and then you zoom in and you see the apes are alive. They're writhing. Alive and suffering. The apes are screaming crucified upside down and you're like, still rated G? Okay. Let me check that. Maybe I read that G wrong and it's nope. actually like NC-17. Nope, G. That's G. Then the lawgiver pops up mm-hmm. and it's like a huge statue of the lawgiver in fire. And I'm like, the, the, oh my God, dude, 1970, the like blasphemous religious iconography yes. I'm seeing right now. I'm just like, and then he starts bleeding. Stig- yeah, he gets stigmata. stigmata. His yeah. eyes start bleeding. His lips start bleeding. There's a hole in his head that starts bleeding. And I'm like, I <laughs> just don't even know what the fuck to do. Holy shit! That yeah. was, do you have any? Do you have anything for it other than no, just? No, I I just have the visage of the lawgiver bleeding from the eyes is pretty fucked. <laughs> Went one vision it's, too far with the bleeding buddy ape Christ, and they're gonna go after it now. It's so, so intense, yeah. dude. But that's uh, the but that's, that's the moment when when um, Zayas realizes that wait a minute, this is fucking weird. Like the the he's like it's a vision. It's from a God. vision from God. So they so went. He charges into yeah, the fire. So they went one too far. Yeah, they if, pushed him. Yeah, the, the upside down crucified apes might have worked. Yeah, but dude, but they kept pushing the the meter up. They're like, uh, we shit. need more, we need more, and they went one too far. That may be like one of the most. Just insane things I've ever seen is that scene in this movie. Yeah. I've watched a lot of movies, and watching that, I was like, I can't believe what is on the screen yeah. at this moment. It's crazy. Fuck, cool. How many notes? I have like a page and a half of notes still. I'm getting kind of close-ish. Um, Most of mine are Carl-type notes. Carl anyway. notes? Yeah. Sorry. So n- the next thing we see is the apes, the apes break through it. So they're like, well, I guess we use the bomb then. Right. And this is when we have the church. Okay. Can I can I say this? Do. My note is all right, even atomic church is still kind of boring. Right. Like church is boring even with an atom bomb at the front. It's still a little like at first, at right. first cuz I do have a I have a sub note which is oh my god, they're holding their fucking faces. This is a horror show. A horror show rated G. And they look good too. <laughs> oh my god, that this fucking are- shit. I reveal my inner self, my my innermost self to my God, and they peel their faces off, and they're like this, like weird nuclear scarred, bald. Have you, have you ever seen the black guy turns white? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does. Have you ever seen the last Starfighter? No, I haven't. Okay, I, a, I should though. There's I know. a scene when when um, Alex Rogan is getting a uh, like a replicant essentially is cooking. To, to look like him so he can be his replacement on Earth. Yeah. But while the replicant is like cooking, cooking. his face is all fucked up and weird and veiny Pulsing. and pulsating. Oh, it totally horrible. reminded me of the beta <laughs> unit from Last Starfighter. Uh, it's fucking nasty. Okay. Honestly, now we we will continue to make the G joke because guess what? The next movie's rated and shouldn't be. G. G. Dude, the end of that movie, hard R. Like, even by today's standards, Escape would be an R for what the fucking, the way that movie ends. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I really like the, uh, I like the fact that back then, they thought that this was, these are things that are, va- that have enough value. I, I, they're that's like, my thought. They're like, yeah, people can handle this. People can also, handle and, this. Also, and that's just it, too. Like, understanding that. Yes, it's rated G, right. but parents are parenting and blah, blah, blah. So G meant, just meant general audiences, right? right? So it's like any any person can come and sit and watch this movie. Right. We don't see right. any reason that everyone can't come see this. Right. I like that. 
I like that. I wish we'd we would kind of chill out a little bit with the like, well, they said the F word like four times. So how about an R? It's like, why? Right. Who cares? Everyone says the F word. Right. I know 10 year olds who sling the F word like. And then PG, just parental guidance, meaning there might be some things that might need explanation or explaining. Right. Like, I don't. What is that? I don't. I like the ratings that we have. I just think that we can chill out a little. Chill out a little bit. Yeah. Like there's movies that I've seen that have gotten. The R where I'm like I don't even know if that's a PG In my right 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 you know I've seen Hostel A couple times so Mm, maybe I'm a little jaded But dude them peeling Their okay the fact For the effects department by the way they don't just have the main five pull their faces off. No, it's the entire that congregation. whole congregation pulls their faces off. Then they're so they're all singing this awesome hymn. They sing, but and Carl, you mentioned it earlier in the show. They sing the whole it's hymn, the entire hymn, and it's. The one of the things one of the things I like is you know that they they had to hire a musician for this mm-hmm. because those are not traditional religious harmonies. They're no, singing the, jazz like weird jazz harmonies or prog harmonies. They're singing like odd flatted fifths and mm-hmm. stuff. It do, it sounds like church music, but not like church it's music. It's mutant church music. It's future church yeah. music. And uh yeah, let's get to the grossest bit where they all like raise their arms and in you know ecstasy or whatever and they raise their fucking faces they're faces. peeled off faces with it and then they're like weird flappy faces and they bring their hands together and uh, 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 <sighs> dude, it's so gnarly what i love about this is everyone l- should watch this movie this movie is awesome <laughs> as, as crazy as the hymn is and as crazy as what they're doing is i kept thinking to myself <sighs> this is just how i feel when i go to a regular church like it's just like <laughs> It's no more strange than did most you, religions. Like, yeah, did you grow up religious? I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. Big Catholic time. or not? Well, Episcopalian. Okay, okay. Yeah, Catholic light. Okay. <laughs> I grew up heavy. A Catholic you light. Like, right. You were fully lighted. <laughs> fully lighted Catholic, Catholic. Yeah. Catholic. And it's weird. They nailed it. Mm-hmm. This is this is Catholic mass, man. Yes. This is like so exactly what it is. You know, even to the point of like, let us turn. I think it's interesting that part of their ritual in the church is the first two buttons in the doomsday bomb push right. one more and everything goes up mm-hmm. it's like rather than like and now give me the communion wafers and on the third day he rose up and no no you prep the bomb you prep the bomb right up <laughs> right to up blowing to up the planet and then you just you then you don't do it <laughs> there are other things that i like it's like they they speak psychically and unless they are praising their god then that's when they use their voices right because it's kind of weird, but like destruction is a primal lower mm-hmm. thing, and it requires know? the the use of older methods, right? right. Ancient, it is an ancient thing. Yeah. Violence. Mm-hmm. God, dude, what an amazing idea! This is to me. You're right. You're right about the Star Trek thing. This does feel very Star Trekky. The end of this. Yes. The third yes. act. If you put, if you took out Brent and Nova. And put, put in, in McCoy and and and, uh, and Captain Kirk. You yeah. could do that. Honestly, though, you mm-hmm. could put in. Picard and you Picard could. and yeah, Crusher. TNG, absolutely. This, yeah, this absolutely. is this is a Star Trek story, and I that's part of why I love it. It's dark as fuck yes, Star Trek is. story, but some of but those were, go heavy. Yes, they were. Um, okay, we're now to the uh, Heston fight because <laughs> they go through church and then uh, they throw Brent in with Taylor. Yeah, and at first I'm like, that was stupid. Nope. You don't give. Why are there spikes all over the wall? 
Hmm. Well, I just thought like futury. Futury prison. I was like, oh, now they're gonna get together and find a way to escape. And then I'm like, wait, why is uh, the evil black guy not leaving? <laughs> He's gonna mind fuck them until they fight each other to the death. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. dude. Uh, his. It's actually one of my favorite lines. He goes, "Well, what are you gonna do now? Hold us or kill us?" And he goes, "We." Get our, he's like, we don't kill our enemies. We get our enemies to kill each other. And I was like, <clears throat> CIA much? But yeah, <laughs> nothing. Boy, but uh, yeah, they they get them to fight. They get Brent and Taylor to go at it, which is fucking. Is no Nova's not? She's in the. In the cell. Yeah, no, she's not. She's, she's, she's not. coming by because she shouts from outside the That's cell. That's right. She does. End up in the cell yes, at some does. point, though. When something happens, I don't remember the exact turn of events. It's at uh, it's when they get the, it's when they get the the black psychic guy who's controlling their minds and making them fight. When he comes in the door, right, is when they do it. Cause yeah, cause the apes are now st- uh, at this point, the gorilla army has started storming the psychic village, and that's why they're prepping the bomb for the big giant massive explosion. So Taylor and Brent talk a little bit about like they got a big bomb and it's big right. and bad. It's the biggest one ever. It's the Earth Killer. It's uh, the Doomsday Bomb. Yeah, it's not. It's not just an atom bomb. It is the one to destroy all life on the planet. Yeah, this is it. This is like the end of all life. It's a cadmium casing, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah, cadmium. I think and I'm like, says. and I'm like, I want to. I kind of want to Google if cadmium is just an inert <laughs> it's, metal. <laughs> it's probably like unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, they have an unobtainium bomb? They do. We gotta call the blue fucking monkey people to come in. Oh my god, Avatar meets Planet of the Apes? Mm -hmm. Dude, giant monkeys fighting regular sized monkey apes? I would watch the shit out of that. And they're all blue. Well, half of them are blue. Half would be blue. Oh my god. Blue Natumian. You know what? I would even watch the porn parody of that. Don't even make it a movie. I'd watch the porn. You know there is one of Avatar, but not of Avatar and Planet of the Apes. Oh, That's what I'm I after, see, Carl. I was like, I could, I could send you a link to the. <laughs> no, and uh, the, <laughs> the still the official porn parody of our show has got to be Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. They're so funny. Did you watch it? Have no, you seen not it yet? yet. All right, uh, dude. Yeah, rated G. Gord in the back. Oh my god. Holy shit. Brent is just bleeding like a. Fucking stuck pig. Yeah, it leaves blood on the wall behind him. That like, was the nut. Oh my well, god! Well, when he falls, there was no blood, and I was right. like, okay, so th- they must have had at least that line. But no, they were just waiting for a cutaway so they could come and apply the makeup because yeah. they cut to the guy who's psychically controlling him, and when they cut back, Brent's back is covered in blood. Yeah, it's just a weird little continuity error. Yeah. It's a little gaff in the footage. But holy shit! So, what did you think of their fight? Like, other than the fact that neither of them can fight at all. No, it was it was. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like it was like these guys are kind of like hug fighting. Is weird. They're, they're doing the two. They're doing the yep. two handed. Yeah, it was like oh, it was. It was of, fun. A lot of barefoot face kicking. Yeah, there was. Um, it was a nineteen seventies. It, it was like any other fight you see Charlton Heston in. Like that was and yeah, that wasn't a criticism. No. The fact that they both can't fight is what makes this a good fight. Yep. It's what I it's what I love about it. It's like watching Captain Kirk. One fight. and they're trying not to fight at the same time that they're fighting they're each struggling. other. They're struggling. Yeah, right. yeah. Um and no, then, I, I totally dug it. So then they're like th- this is how the guy gets in. The the black guy comes in with a big mace, a big spike oh, mace. Oh, right. Like, it's like, okay, oh, you guys aren't weapons, going right. fast enough and he drops it. And I think it's interesting. Uh Taylor swings the mace. Brent falls back against the wall and like his wrist 
just shatters, shatters the, the wall, wall and like busts a huge <laughs> hole in it. This prison is made of cheese. It, like, it's like it's it's like the whole thing is drywall. Yeah, the, exactly. The prison is made of drywall. <laughs> I'm like, it's like oh, had we known, right? I'm like, I'm like, those bars look really we can mean, but chew our way through. Yeah, this if we wanted <laughs> just push to. on it like right. a little bit. It's not even a lie. Just my brother put me all the way through a wall when oh, I was yeah. a kid, dude. Drywall is nothing. No, it's just to make it look pretty. It's right. not for like no, it's not supporting anything. Those are not weight bearing walls. No. <laughs> um, so there's a moment where Ta- uh, Taylor like looks like he's gonna get fucking killed by Brent, I think. Mm-hmm. And Nova is being taken, or Nova has escaped by biting her. Oh, captor, she says and Taylor. She, oh my god, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Carl. It's one of the best moments in this whole movie. Yeah. Nova looks at him, and you can see her like something's coming up in her chest. She's like, I, and what is she gonna scream? Is she? And she goes. What a great delivery Because it, she could have gone like Why Taylor Or like right. Taylor With a British accent or what, But it's Taylor And it's yeah. a woman mm-hmm. Seeing What an awesome performance dude the, to, It's weird Because when When we watch movies We see women And we, ex- we when, when they talk We expect something And we right. hear that When you hear like Taylor Out of a woman's face You're like What the fuck Fuck. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect. Yeah, it's primal. It was like the first word the first spoken by a human in like a thousand years or yeah. however long. Yeah. It was amazing, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. That right there for me was the bomb of in yep. this in this yep. movie. I that was it. it was amazing. Oh. And then um, Yeah, and and then why not just go through the wall? The next like ten minutes is Taylor like beating on the metal door yeah, with the what? metal thing. You got a big hole already started over yeah, here. Yeah, he's he's hitting the the metal door and the vibrations are knocking, knocking chunks, more of, the chunks of the wall off. And they're like, Nova's like looking area, at guy. the wall and she's like, I wish I knew how to say more than just Taylor. Taylor, right? How about guys? Why don't we go through the wall? Taylor, she's like, Yeah, good Nova, good. but we're trying to get through this metal door. Uh, fuck, she's bang, so frustrated bang. in her own head. <laughs> I'm like, you guys could just like blow on the wall right. and walk out <laughs> exactly. of the cell. It's actually it. big enough now to where you could probably squeeze through it. Yeah, Nova can get through that for mm-hmm. sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Nova. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe they killed her. Nope. I was. I. I was shocked. I never seen the end, so I. Yeah. I was. I could. It, they it shot felt... her in the back too, mm-hmm. man. It was. It wasn't a good death. It was. No. Sad. And she doesn't even, you know, look, it's the 70s, so I was waiting for, like, the... None of it. She's just gone. She's dead. They shoot her in the back. And and, she's gone. And she's dead. That's it. She hits the wall, hits the ground, and then Taylor comes over and is like... I gasped, dude. Yeah, I was, was like, viscerally surprised by Nova And I felt it. I felt the... It's like one of your favorite characters dies in season four of your favorite show. You're like... What just happened? I'm going to cry talking about Taylor's line, dude, when Taylor's sitting there on the ground... With Nova and Brent is like he's they got to go stop the bomb so the yep. world doesn't get destroyed and he's like he goes he goes Taylor, and uh, so Taylor's like he's you know smoothing her hair mm-hmm. back and looking down at her, and we you have to remember like Planet of the Apes happened we had a whole film of these two yes we only got a little bit of them in this but this that was a thing yes and Brent goes come on Taylor Taylor come on the bomb, and Taylor like sets. Like lets Nova's head hang And he just doesn't He doesn't even fucking look at Brent And he goes Yeah Why not Yeah Dude Oh Mm. god damn Heston got tears out of me man Yep 
that that line right there, just that like, and that's his moment too. He no longer give a fuck. No, he's done. He just done. doesn't care in the slightest. No, and which he, for the rest of the movie he doesn't. For what and what he ends up doing makes sense. It wouldn't have made sense otherwise. No, if this, I buy it, this moment this sells moment the sells end. the end absolutely. <sighs> this moment doesn't happen. The end doesn't make sense. No, this moment happens the way it did. I, I I'm I had fully no on board. problem with the end. None at all. I had no problem. With I the mean, end my jaw movie. was in my lap. Yeah, the end of the movie is stunning. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Woo! But you, this it's genius because yeah. this movie it puts your car on the tracks, and then there's only one place it can go. Yeah, this this yeah. Why not? It's just Jesus. Rip my heart out, dude. It ripped my heart out the first time I saw and it. And then it's just action right up. I mean, it's literally right them trying the to get to the bomb. There's a cool bit where they topple the bomb kind of like a statue and it starts leaking its, it's gases gas. or whatever. And there's an awesome line where Dr. Zayas is like, they're shooting it and they're like, that's a man made weapon. You can't shoot it down with only a clip of bullets. And I was like, I mean, you, I mean yeah, definitely my not. No- I mean, a magazine, maybe, but not a clip. My note is, be careful what you shoot at, monkey. Most <laughs> things in here don't react well with bullets. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's That's, the- of course, from uh, Hunt for Red October. Yes. Okay. Um, so so in case any listeners are like, what is he talking about? I think it's Connery's doing. It's Con- it was is Connery. It, was it Last Crusade? It was no, Hunt, for, the Hunt Red for Red October, which was the reason that someone didn't direct another movie we recently watched. Yeah, exactly. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, yep. Um, all right, so Brent, you know what else surprised me? Was when Brent got just fucking scar-faced. Dude, he gets lit up. He took like 20 Full to body the chest. squibs too. Like he gets lit the fuck up. I was shocked. Including headshot. Yeah. Dude, oh, he gets head. Brent takes a bullet to the dome. I, I felt it in my chest, dude, when he got lit up. It's nuts. Dude. It's I was like, like, what? Multiple. One, I'm like, I didn't know they could do that in the 70s. Like that's pretty fucking impressive. See, like, I don't remember squibs on Brent. I remember a lot of gunshots and then he hits the wall covered in yeah, bullet there's holes. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple like of paths. Path, path, yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah, I mean, unless my brain put him in there when I was Maybe watching. Maybe you did. It. This, I, I could see that, man. The end of this movie just goes so apeshit that you're, you're literally you're there. Yeah. yeah. So they, the bomb is falling, and they're like, they shoot Taylor. Yeah, Heston's gut shot bad. He, I mean, he's, I, he's holding, holding his like guts his heart in. too. Yeah. It's well, like he's, he's chest shot. It's like yeah, he's right. shot in the chest. Yeah, he's, he's and he's yeah. he hits the ground, and Zayas goes Taylor, and then Heston gets up and he goes. Isaiah, help me! Right, and he goes, "No, fuck you!" Basically, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of it. He's just like, "Man made this. This is man. Man is bad. You've heard of this all before. Yep. I'm an ape, and sh- the humans suck." So Heston goes, basically, just like you can see it, dude. Heston is an yeah, excellent. He sees, act. Charlton he Heston sees Brent get blown away. Yeah, he sees Brent hit the hit the wall and hit the ground, and he's like, "All is lost." Fuck this world. Fuck man. it. He lifts his hand up and he presses the because they were in church, so they have the two buttons pushed already. And he presses the last button and detonates the doomsday bomb and destroys the planet. He goes black. And we hear a voiceover. Yes. At the end. I didn't write down the whole Oh my god, it's like the voice of God, and it's so like in this tiny green planet, the third from the sun. In insignificant insignificant. Yeah, there's right. a in the solar system there's a white star. And there uh, it's third the the third uh, celestial body, an insignificant green and blue planet, is now dead. 
silent credits. Nothing else. It's just like no score. And it then just... the fucking DVD menu scared the shit out of me when it came back up. <laughs> but dude, it cut to black. Voiceover tells us that the planet's been destroyed. Right. And then they roll silent credits, dude. Yeah. This movie is a hundred years ahead of its time. What an amazing film. Like, yes, pro- there are pacing problems in the beginning is kind of a, just a fun action romp. But that third act closes so hard <laughs> i'm like and wait what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah the shit, world man. got destroyed that's, that's, <laughs> holy shit man oh wow. carl <laughs> danielle this is her quote she looks at me she says carl what <laughs> just what? that was it <laughs> and you're like well see well you see heston wanted those damn dirty apes to get his paws off of him Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he blew up the world Like Yeah you, Oh my god man I'd never seen the end So when I spun the end And I'm like <laughs> I'm like man This is looking real bleak Yeah like, I don't know How they're getting Nova's out of this Nova's dead Yeah Brent is dead Oh Charles Heston's shot, shot in the, in the lungs And what? he's dying The bomb Taylor just blew up the planet And then Lo and, and behold The end of the movie And you're like What the fuck Yeah dude I think, I think that this is one of the most amazing conclusions to any film, like fucking ever. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, in my personal chronology, well, actually, in the chronology of this world, that's the last movie. Yeah, this is the end. Mm-hmm. We ju- that's the end of the story of the Planet of the Apes. Right. Exactly. Taylor blows the fucker up. That's- that is that is always the end. Yeah. Of the story. that will always be the end of the story, and not only is that always the end of the story. That's the end of the story of the world. Yeah, of all Not of it. just the planet of the apes. That's the end of the story of Earth. Mm-hmm. No more stories. Any civilization or creature that has ever lived on it. Done. Done. End of their story. Bacteria. Done. Doesn't. No. No, none of it. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a Cockroaches wild are like, fuck, movie. I thought we had this. Nah. Nah, sorry. Nah, you underestimated sorry. Heston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ah, well, shit. We had our plans to like take over everything. So us and bacteria just woo. No, no, no. So what's funny though is this is also the story that begins the Planet of the Apes because by your way, which is if the exploding planet causes the time vortex that gets Taylor onto the planet, the end is the beginning. Yes, I love that, dude. I don't care. Loops. I don't care that it's convoluted. I don't care that it's a paradox. Fucking love it. I am with you. Yeah. Shit, yeah. That's season two of Measuring Flicks is what that is. I know, baby. What's like? That doesn't make sense. Fucking cares. It's delicious. Have another hot one. You know what? You know what also doesn't make sense? (laughs) Tube socks, but they're comfy. Yeah, they're stupid. Yeah, but and also useful. Mm-hmm. Those have a. Uh, you can another. use them as a bag. You can use them as a shooting tube. You can use them for like goop. Gooping. Yep. Gooping in. Gooping in. And they're cheap. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of. Which, yeah. Gooping or what? Someone else. Speak, I forget who I was talking to about like a, a nut sock. Uh huh. And they're like, well, doesn't it get like all like gross when you like have to like wear it? I'm like, no, you have one that's exclusively for. That purpose okay. You don't like Cycle it back into your Like Weekly 
Okay. Change out. Right. You don't put it in your drawer to wear again. See, that's interesting because the way when I was growing up, when I was like young, like Monkey Peterson, mm-hmm. you know, 14 yeah, year old, a young 15 little, year old, young chimpanzee, you right? Know? Just flinging my poo and semen <laughs> right. all over everything. <laughs> uh, I had like, I had the, 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 like pack of socks that cost a dollar. Yep. And I, I had the same pack. Throw those fuckers away. Oh. Because I had like 40 of them. Yeah, I was pretty gross. I think the room ended up smelling old. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Why are we talking about I this, I don't Carl? know. <laughs> Let's get, That's gross. Let's get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Let's take those pa- those patrons that are so kind. Patrons that are so kind at the beginning Absolutely. of this episode. Do you have anything else on this? I don't. I, I just, highly recommend. Dude, so, I do we've too. We've watched three now. I highly recommend this series. If yep. you can get the... I'm a, unless the last two take a massive shit. Right. These are these are cool movies. Yep. So, yeah. Um. Thank you, John Scheibe and Casey Scheibe over in the NYC. Again, another movie that takes place in, right in your, your neighborhood. Right, right in your neck of the hey, woods. Hey, have you ever been on the Queensboro Plaza train? And if you haven't, you should check it out because there's probably a bomb somewhere down there. Somewhere. Don't say that. They're in New York. Oh, We're I'm gonna sorry. Go to jail, oh, my Carl. God. It's from the movie. <laughs> because if the doomsday bomb was just outside the Queensboro that's station, true. there would be like a silo there somewhere. There's something. actually, that's a continuity error. It's a goof on the trivia. Uh, mm. Which I think Queensboro Station is above ground, and then the other stations that they see are below are ground. Below. Oh, interesting. So that's not that's like a geographical right. error. But yeah, man. Um, oh God, we didn't even talk about like the st- the New York Stock Exchange just blown to pieces. Oh yeah, the, the, all those really cool like the, matte the stock. When I saw yeah. the Stock Exchange, I was like, these writers are really swinging hard mm-hmm. at the political. Well, rhetoric. that and they also the condensed like the the New York Public Library is a block away from like. Not only did the bomb like explode everything, it condensed it and compressed it all. Into it all. One block. Right, exactly. <laughs> all of New York City is, is one square mile exactly. now. Um, so John Casey thank you guys so much we we greatly greatly appreciate you you guys are amazing and we hope we can get you on the show hopefully soon yeah that'd be great we keep talking about it and every time but you know technology is awesome we can actually Skype people in for we could but I also want an excuse to see my friends oh that'd be great too <laughs> I'd like to meet them physically we should also uh, thank someone who you know physically absolutely Connor Sweeney no, yeah. <laughs> no we can thank Connor Sweeney thank you brother for your continued support here on the Patreon Patreon. Well, we're actually we're on the main season right now. But yes. thank you for for supporting the for the, supporting the show. Yep. For for helping us keep doing this, uh, keeping the lights on, and, uh, <laughs> keeping the train rolling down the tracks. Absolutely. And we also have to thank Danielle Pelshaw. That's right. Yep, yep. We are we are going to to check out a possible venue for the reception. Dude, you are getting so it's totally married. Like eight months from now, dude. It's crazy. So I love you, honey, and I'm glad that we can watch these movies together because she's she's, she's spinning them. them too. Yep, yep. She's like, ooh, these movies are crazy. Bird has watched all three of them yeah. with me too, and uh, the downbeat endings are what's keeping her off the episode. She's right, too, fair they're enough. Just too much they're of a bummer. real bummer, dude. They are. Um. So before we get out of here, if you want to drop us a line, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We hit the Patreon at the top of the show and for the next couple of episodes we're going to do something kind of uh different as our outro um this year we're uh, carl and i and a couple of other musician friends of mine are working on an album which will be releasing through the quillen film patreon so to kind of lead up to that i have two eps that i recorded in maine one of them is kind of like a lo-fi noise mm-hmm. soundscape kind of thing and the other one is a country ep So what we're going to do is at the end of each episode, I'm going to play one track 
uh, each week from the EPs, and once awesome. I've played all of the tracks from the EPs, the EP will drop on the Patreon. That's awesome. I didn't even it. know about this. I this know. news. I love it. Yeah, so hopefully by uh, the, uh, what month is it now? February? So early. You're recording in February, so uh, this will be, be the March, March the second so one So beginning March. of April, the first EP will drop. That's awesome. Yeah, and then hopefully we'll have another one in May, and then hopefully by the end of the year we'll have uh, we'll have a full album to, to send out to you people. <laughs> Some pretty crazy shit. So today it. the track you're listening to is off of the first EP called Lo-Fi Lullabies. This, uh, the track is Witch Wings Part 1 and 2.
Smoking heavy as depressed recollection Say God's name until it's muttered utter nonsense There's a girl on a dirty kitchen table With her smile held together with a needle Sidewalk chalk